WBNE. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today is Monday. And this is Bacon and Eggs. So put the new suit on. And make systematic changes by yourself somehow. Because today we're bringing you a Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm gonna get out of bed and start my day. Cook up a breakfast of bacon and eggs. I won't check my phone till after my coffee. I said systematic. It's so systemic. That's might be. It's all good. All right. I'll I'll let we well I'll just leave this okay. this part where you say that. <laughs> we are talking today about episode five. Uh, I'm sorry, episode six of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, one world, one people. Directed by Carrie Scogland, as all of them. Uh, came out uh, April 23rd, 2021, which was two days ago. It has a 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I am joined today by Scott Nicewander, Scott from NerdSync, Scott of Late to the Party, the other podcast that I do. Thanks for joining me today, Scott. Thanks for thanks for asking me. I know that there is no uh, there's no reason why Tyler isn't here. Um, you just preferred my company instead today. Yeah, I told Tyler to to take a hike. Mm-hmm. And just tell uh, he thinks we're recording a regular episode at no, this is not true. <laughs> uh, Tyler had a baby, Yay. so he's gone for a while. It's just gonna be me and some guests. Um, a fun time. I, I've kind of missed out on um, your guys' coverage of this show. Could I ask really quickly now that it since it's the season uh, finale, what it what what where where are you kind of sitting at with this? Whole so thing? I. I uh, I love this show and okay, for the cool. simple reason of I expected this to be an absolute trash fire. <laughs> yeah. I coming into this show, I hated Bucky Barnes mm. more than any other character in this whole thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and they have made me care about Bucky Barnes in a way that I never thought I was going to. Well, that's good. So I absolutely love this show. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Um, it's, I mean, it's not perfect, obviously. I don't think it's as good mm-hmm. as WandaVision no. or season two of The Mandalorian, honestly, but it is, I, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah. I loved the last episode, the like the number five. Um, yeah. The this one had some really great moments and this one had some really kind of weird moments. It had some baffling decisions, I will say. So yeah. what do you think about the show? Give me for the, the, a, a little brief rundown. Well, so this is kind of fitting for, for Bacon and Eggs because I, uh, as the show was airing, I laid out some pretty controversial tweets. Um, you sure did. I I remember your tweet after the episode, the first episode where you're like, yeah, this show kind of sucks. And I was like, I, it, it was about the third episode yeah. I tweeted that, that Falcon and Winter Soldier is really boring. And to be fair, the reason I tweeted that is because mostly because I felt like I wasn't understanding the stakes of the show. They didn't right. fully set up what Carly and the Flag Smashers were really doing. By episode one, I felt like I was like siding with the Flag Smashers. And so I was like dreading the inevitable turn that Marvel was going to take by turning them into um, murderous villains. Uh, and... So I, and I, I also just hadn't seen anyone talk about the show uh, as much as WandaVision. So I was just like, wow, I guess everyone is kind of silently in agreement that the show isn't very good. So I will tweet out this thing that I didn't realize was controversial that, Hey, this show's kind of boring, huh? And I was met with a ton of backlash. People like this show. Well, so I think the weird thing the show has going or going against it actually is that episode one is nonsense. 
Mm -hmm. almost entirely, right? Like we've talked about (laughs) it in the show before that you have not been here for, but episode one, they needed the cliffhanger of John Walker being Captain America, right? Yeah. So to have a cliffhanger, it means you have to have something in the can already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a nonsense episode. Like they brought some of those threads back. Mm -hmm. Um, I still, we haven't seen enough of Torres for him to have been that big of a part of the first episode. Yeah. Um, Where did Torres go? And I really, I really didn't think we were going to get much more shrimp boat content. We ended up getting shrimp boat content and I was happy about it, but I did really think that that was going to be like a weird, like, you know, because it seemed like they were going to, it seemed like what they were going to do was dance around the racism issue, which they didn't to be fair. Yes. They, they they came out and said some things that I did yes. not expect Disney to say. Um episode one was kind of weird. Uh I really enjoyed the 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 ones after that. Mm-hmm. I do think where they failed though is that they they set it up that they were gonna try to make the flag smashers into like the anti-hero, right? Like the the, the hero, yeah. the the villain that you can kind of root for a little bit, and there was gonna be an actual villain. Mm-hmm. And then they came down just sort of like right in the middle on that one. Yeah, they did. They they Definitely started making Carly out to be much less sympathetic towards the end. You could even tell that the other flag smashers were not with her when she was saying things like, well, we can just die for the cause and we'll kill all the hostages. And they were like, I don't know about that. And, and it it just, I I will, I do say, I I will appreciate, or or I do appreciate that the, the big speech that Sam gave at the end about how, Hey, look, this was Carly and the flag smashers movement. This was version 1.0. And if, you, the people who are actually in power, the senators and the lawmakers, if you don't actually do things because these people have a legitimate reason for acting that the, the way that they are for, for doing what they're doing, then like it's going to get worse and almost rightfully so because you are yeah. sitting, you're sitting down when you could be helping people. I like, I like the lines that he says about like you could feed millions of people with a phone call or, you know, with an email. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad, I'm glad that, that those are the kind of things that are being uh, brought up is it's, you have individuals like the flag smashers trying to trying to make the the world a better place the way that they see fit and the people who have the power to actually do so who are in you know these uh, elected official seats are just doing like nothing and yeah. it's it's very infuriating and Absolutely. so I, I appreciated that that final speech by by Sam well and and my favorite part of that was was when the senator just keeps pushing at him and going like, well, you just don't understand how hard it is. Yeah. And he says the thing about, well, okay, now we have something in common then. Cause you have no idea what it's like to be a person yeah. ever on any yeah. given day. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and that's so true because our elected officials, uh, no matter who they are, are woefully out of touch. Yeah. Um, even the ones that we think aren't out of touch and we love to praise on the internet can say some very questionable things, even on Twitter in the past day. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and uh, there's a line from one of the senators who's like, well, what about the the people who uh you know when people got blipped back into existence and found other people living in their family homes are they supposed to just be homeless now and like i kind of wish that they even went further in the episode and and just were just just said like and this is almost like kind of preachy in a sense that like i would do it just to get points across even though it's not like quote unquote good storytelling but right. i would have been like hey you know there are like more vacant houses than homeless people right, right. like right. you not yeah. everyone needs to be homeless especially in the states like let them just live there right yeah like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
And that was that, that I think is the interesting thing, and it's been been truly my favorite part of the show, and and of any of the properties that have happened after Avengers Endgame is like the fact that they're actually take turning the blip into a thing, right? Yeah. That it wasn't just like oh Hulk snapped everybody back and it was all cute and you know one love one life, right? It's like mm-hmm. no, that was a really terrible thing that happened, and it happened permanently, mm-hmm. and now it's a thing we have to deal with, right? Like they didn't just erase it, which yeah. I thought was really interesting this whole time, and I love hearing these these post blip stories of what happens to people. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it was, it's a really interesting way. Cause you're right. Like WandaVision barely touched on the idea of the blip. Like you had, um, that one guy whose name I forget, like the head, uh, of uh sword i can't remember his name yeah but he was always talking about like you have no idea what it was like these last five years all you people who disappeared you have no idea so we got glimpses of it and then in this show we see a much more realized version of this you know the the snap and people coming in and out of existence it's actually a pretty big thing that radically changed a lot of how the world worked and we're seeing repercussions of the world trying to get get back to normal yeah. uh, even if normal isn't necessarily the best place that the world could be at well and that's the thing is just this this it's it somehow has turned into like a fantastic uh metaphor for the, for everything that's going on with with the covid uh yeah. and that like we're we're fighting so hard to get back to this sense of normal mm-hmm. that like nobody wants right like <laughs> right yeah like, I just hear constantly, it's like, oh, you know, oh, we need to reopen the businesses. All the businesses want to reopen. And it's like, I'm good. Like, like right. we should just be taking care of the business owners and mm-hmm. and just letting them do, you know, the thing that need. Ah, God, whatever. Yeah, I'm not no. getting back into vaccination politics, but. No, um, I, I, I get what you mean. It's funny, yeah. though, because I don't know if you followed this story. My friend, uh, fellow YouTuber Nando V Movies kind of made a theory slash um, uncovered a little bit of evidence that originally Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to have a pandemic storyline in it before COVID hit the States. Yeah. And so they kind of had to rewrite and reshoot some stuff theoretically. I don't know if that's ever been confirmed, but there has, there's been a little bit of evidence to support that idea. I have no idea. Cause whatever order they're like filming this stuff in and releasing this stuff in, mm-hmm. it, it makes no sense whatsoever. Like, yeah. Well, cause originally this was supposed to come out before WandaVision. Last and I think summer. That's, uh, yeah. I think that's also a bit of, um, <laughs> reason why if there was a pandemic storyline in it, they probably were like, um, all right, we got to take this back to the drawing board a little bit real quick and we'll, we'll and do WandaVision first. Allegedly they were filming Falcon the Winter Soldier like when COVID hit. Yeah. But like WandaVision was like done mostly. Yeah. So like I, I just don't understand like what they're doing or what they were doing because like as far as I know nobody ever saw Tom Hiddleston film the Loki show whatsoever like it happened at some point and nobody knows when yeah so like I just just don't I don't understand what they're doing here but like whatever it doesn't matter it's just like why was WandaVision done so early and why were you rushing to get this one to print yeah you know like I don't know it's and it seems and I, I I will say that a big issue that I have with this show is is that it is so short and that it seems like it has it's trying to tackle a lot of very nuanced topics and is only allowed to have six episodes. Yeah. Well, and there's definitely going to be a future season. It seems like. Yeah, and they did announce a Captain America uh, four. Captain America, a new Captain America movie. Oh, did they? Yes. Um, okay. I, I think as uh, as it stands right now, it is almost certainly going to be Sam as Captain America. 
Yeah. Um, however, I have seen people say I wouldn't be mad at an Isaiah Bradley film. That would also be quite good. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, so let's <coughs> talk about John Walker for a minute. Let's talk about this boy. <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting my... Uh, the, the gunk in my lungs out mm-hmm. <laughs> during this episode, apparently. Let's talk about John Walker and his extremely half-ass redemption arc. I hated this. Oh my gosh, I hated this. So uh, it, it seemed like to me, and I'm far from the first person to make this uh, comparison or, or this analogy or, or whatever, but it seemed to me that Steve Rogers is the kind of representation that Americans think America is, and then John Walker comes in and he goes, this is what America actually is in the eyes eyes of other people around the world. And so the fact that they could let him kill somebody who didn't do anything really at that point, um, kill someone and then just have this total random redemption arc where he decides to save all the other uh, hostages and paint him as as a good guy so that he can be buddy buddy and quip with the other people. It just it feels so wrong for that for what they were setting up that character to be. Yeah, it felt very and I don't know anything about U.S. Agent, but like it felt very weird. Yeah, to like just let him. And I'm curious to see what we're doing with this whole, like, team of miscreants that Val is setting up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, very strange for them to bring him back in. And, and I'm on board with him coming back and, like, doing something decent. Yeah. But, like, he still needs to get, like, punished, right? Like, yeah. He doesn't it's- get to just walk away from that. I mean, I get he does, but, like, <laughs> at least have Bucky punch him in the face or something, like, once. Yeah. I. It doesn't even seem like he faced... So, like, he was discharged right as as yes. captain america and then other than honorable discharge and other than honorable discharge and then he just becomes his own knockoff captain america and yeah then that's really it he he shows up and he's all angry and he fights and then he has a change of heart and then that's kind of it and I just feel like, and you you had mentioned like not knowing anything about U.S. Agent from the comics. I just want to say, and I touch on this in in a, a a video about the Justice League that I have coming out on my channel. But it's like I don't super care if if a movie or TV show is accurate to the comics yeah. as long as as long as what they're doing in the movie or TV show is set up in a way that it makes sense in that story. Like, well, yeah. And the reason I said that honestly is because if I don't say things like that, then people hop onto me and go like, well, actually everything that happened in that episode with John Walker makes total sense because of, you know, us agent number 41 from 1971. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. So like, and then I'm like, yeah, Oh, yeah. sorry. I didn't read that. Look, it, I, I love comic books. Very obviously I do, but I also, you got to judge a movie or a show based on what it is doing itself. Correct. And yeah. it just, it felt like they were, it would have felt better to me if he decided to be U S agent or if he was U S agent, but it was very under wraps. Like right. maybe people were still looking for him. He had to face more consequences or something. Right. And he was just kind of on the run as U S agent. Like that would be something, but the idea that he had this like change of heart so that he could be seen as one of the good guys near the end after everything that the show set him up to be as almost an irredeemable uh, goon. Yeah. 
it just felt so rapid that they wanted to tie that in so last minute. Now, that being said, on the other side of that, that mm-hmm. whole fight scene in New York, I yeah. thoroughly loved. Basically oh, everything yeah. about it. Uh, big, like, m- mid-2000s superhero movie, like, like Nolanverse vibe. Yeah. Of that one, with, like, the gas and, like, people watching from the rafters and stuff like yeah. i felt like i was back in the in the in the like the original golden age of 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 like spider-man movies and stuff like the same movie spider-man movies the chris nolan batman movies like that was absolutely. a it was a big vibe absolutely it felt good uh the new captain america costume looks awesome i think oh, it is fantastic yeah fantastic represent representation from the comics um it looks great. The action, like like you were saying, is so good. I loved um, just it was it was very fast in a in a in a really good yeah. way. It was very fluid. Yes, everything was. Uh, I love I love seeing Batroc back. I love his fighting style very yeah. specifically with all the kicks. It's so good. Um, oh my god the yeah. the the scene where Sam flies straight through the helicopter and grabs the pilot out. Oh, it's so good. Oh my so god, sick. just like. <laughs> But yeah, they got they get into that like weird like you know industrial construction pit. Yes, and throw the gas in. I have to expect it just like you know Bane to show up and be like, "Oh, Captain America, <laughs> wonderful to see you finally." Oh, it's it's so good. I love that. I think Carly at the end was fighting with like a a parking meter or something. Yeah, just like trying to swing it at Bucky. It it felt awesome. It felt very very good. I I've not had too much of an issue with most of the action in this no, show. No, yeah, I know. I thought good. it's I thought it's all been fantastic. Um, where do we come down on Sharon Carter? I so my a lot of people was, hate this turn. A, a lot, lot of people, people hate this turn. I like it a lot, and I, I do will too. Say that because it makes her a really interesting character. Where yeah. previously she didn't really have too much else going on except for is really good person who was related to Peggy Carter. And other than that, it's like, okay, sure. Why not? But now as her being the, the power broker spoilers, I guess, uh, is really oh, this shows, interesting. Yeah, this is a spoiler full show. <laughs> yeah, also, I've, I've been saying the, the statement, Sharon Carter is the power broker for four weeks now. <laughs> No, it's great. I love it. I, I'm excited to see what happens next to that character. I think a lot of people I've seen speculating that she will sh- start showing up in other Marvel Disney Plus shows like Armor Wars and things like that. Yeah. Um, and that could be really fun. I think it's a fun a fun take on the character that makes her a little bit more interesting than she previously was. Well, and we're setting Elaine from Seinfeld up to be this like anti-Nick Fury. I, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is so entertaining to watch. So entertaining to watch. Every scene that she is in, she steals the show. Yeah, I thought she was great in this. You a big Veep fan? I am a big Veep fan. I could not get through a single episode of that show. Really? I don't know why. It was just like, everybody was like, oh, you got to watch this. You will love this. And I'm like, I probably will. And I don't know, there's just something about the style that show is made in that like gave me hives. It it is I will like, I I see what you're saying and I agree with you. I think I watched it in the background for like the first season bef- and then that could help me 
try to get better about the vibes of the show, but it's it's just one of it's one of those shows where everyone is an absolute monster. Yeah, and you just have to you, you just have to watch it if you want to see people who are terrible not succeed at things. Well, like it felt like Arrested Development if you turned the speed up. Like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying for sure. But no, I sure. do I do love her in this character, and I'm glad they're not just like you know that they're, they're they're still allowing it to be like fun and interesting, right? Because that's yeah. that's the thing that you got to do that Marvel has to continue to do to stay ahead of the DC curve is it has mm. to be fun and interesting. Yes, <laughs> because DC has failed so hard to be fun and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's failed as a whole to be fun and interesting. I think there are some some bits of some movies that are fun and interesting. Sure, yeah. I will defend Aquaman to the grave. I have because, not seen it. <laughs> yeah. I think Shazam is pretty good too. But I think Oh yeah, I, no, I loved Shazam. I yeah. ironically loved Shazam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that but I don't know I didn't know that, that was any, part of the actual like Oh yeah. That's not loving Shazam is not gonna give us any points with the DC fans because they do not like Shazam. So That's fine. I thought yeah. it was brilliant. I, it <laughs> I thought was it was a fantastic movie. Uh I have not at any point had a desire to watch it again. So that sure. might say something about it. But like I saw it in the theaters, I reviewed it for the show and I was like, you know what? That was funzies. That was a that good was a time. time. I like um, it a lot. But we're not talking about Shazam. No, we're not. We are talking about Captain America and the Winter Soldier, That's which right. is a thing that Tyler said was going to happen. We're going to rename the show Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And I was like, boy, that is just a mouthful. And then they did. He was <laughs> they right. Did. They did it. <laughs> they did it. <sighs> Which it's so, kind of it's kind of rude to still call Bucky the Winter Soldier after he finishes the book. That is true. Right, it should like, be called Captain America and Bucky. Well, it, it we can even give him a new superhero name, right? Like he can be the White Wolf, the White Wolf, or like Old Iron Arm, <laughs> <laughs> Old Iron Arm. Of course, of anything. Course. But like he even when he he's talking to uh, what is it, the the Mister Nakajima, Mister. Um, yeah, yeah, the guy who whose son he killed. Yes, the guy whose son he killed. He's talking to him and he's like, he was killed by the Winter Soldier and that guy was me. Yeah. So he is not the Winter Soldier anymore. Like, he finishes not the anymore. book. He finished the, finishes the assignment. He listened to the Trouble Man soundtrack, you know. Sure like he's he's good. He's done. He doesn't have to be the Winter Soldier anymore, but they're still like, oh, we're going to call him the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that does seem a, a little... Off-putting is not quite the word, but just mean, just yeah, mean-spirited. It is mean. That's a good way of saying it. No, so I, I, for the first time in my life, and this happened with the Mandalorian too, because I could not stand Boba Fett, mm -hmm. and now I'm very excited for the Boba Fett TV show. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, give me more Bucky Barnes content. I am interested in more Bucky Barnes content. I think season Heck two yeah. of this as a whole is going to be better and more more put together. Yeah, um, I think so. I think I hope that they give that they give it more episodes to to flesh out some some stuff because the show as a whole to me felt like it was simultaneously really fast, but also like not much happened throughout the entirety of it. Right. It was, they set up all this stuff and the first two episodes were like crazy. And then like episode three, four and five were like, OK, we got one storyline. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And it was really good. And then it was like, oh, OK, well, we got to we got to touch on this and this. And we got to give John Walker a redemption and we have <laughs> right. to like kill Carly Morgenthau. Yeah. She's yeah. got to get shot a bunch. That's right. Which oh, I maintain. Man. And people have said I'm wrong about this. But like apparently, apparently we never saw Steve Rogers get shot properly because he just was fine at all times. That's true. 
She does have super soldier serum coursing through her veins. Can she just not heal from a gun? I guess not. I have no idea. And that's the thing. It's like, I would have assumed that we saw Steve Rogers get fatally shot. And he was just like, I'm a super soldier. But yeah, apparently not. I guess not. That's he had a flirt. shield. Yeah, he did have a shield famously. So maybe that. And now Falcon's lot. got the shield and the wings. Got the shield and the, the cool, wings. The cool Captain America Wakanda wings. I love it a lot. Do you think they're going to like, obviously the costume was set up to be this big reveal in this episode. It, if there is a, a fourth movie with Sam, do you think they're going to redesign it again to be like a little bit higher budget costume? I've, se- I've seen some people say that they thought the costume was good, but it was clearly like a TV costume and not like a movie costume. I don't know if you agree with that at all. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they spent like $225 million on this show. Like, yeah, I thought it looked great. I thought it looked great. Maybe the goggles I, were a little bit silly, but like they're yeah. always going to be a little bit silly. And I don't think sure. the costume being a little bit silly is a problem, right? Right. I think I think like they put Wanda and Vision in the suits in the Halloween costumes, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I do think it's not unlike Marvel to want to redesign costumes like every movie. Like, like I don't constantly, think constantly. Cap- yeah. I don't think Captain America, like Steve Rogers. I don't think Steve Rogers ever had the same costume from movie to movie. No. Yeah. So I think I think we're going to see more iterations of it, which is great because I think it looks awesome. I agree. I actually really like both of John's suits as well. I thought they looked fantastic. Yeah, I will say the U.S. agent black suit is pretty cool. I do like that one quite a bit more, more than the red and blue one. I liked the red and blue one. I thought it was sharp um, and it definitely gave you like a bad vibe about him. Right. Like I think it gave it did the job. Correct. Yeah, it was like, I I think it was uh, for me it was almost like the the stark lack of white in the suit compared to what Steve Rogers typically has. He's got well, these like white stripes and so there's like j- it's just red and blue which are like the darker colors of the color scheme and so you kind of get this like instantly you're just like something feels wrong about this guy. Well, and and it's it's there the deeper level of that that like the white on the US flag is the than any flag is the you know, the, the purity and the, and the peace, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so that's just not represented obviously in, in John Walker. He doesn't give a, a hoot about peace. No, he does not. Um, so I thought that was a really, a really strong choice. Yeah. Uh, they've definitely been taking more liberties with the costuming in recent years. And I love it. I right. do too. I think it's, I think it's great. I do. I like seeing, um, I, I liked seeing, uh, but even though Bucky didn't have like a, a costume, I still thought his look throughout the show is pretty good. I, I mean, I, Zemo wasn't in this episode, but the Zemo and the mask, I love the mask. I love the whole like puffy jacket thing too. Yeah. It looks great. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. So the costuming in the show, just yeah. as in general, is, is very. I'm excited good, very for strong. Zemo to break out of prison and become a villain again. Oh yeah, I guess you know? I guess Zemo was in this episode. He just wasn't in his costume. He was just we saw him on the raft. Yeah, after yeah, his yeah. his butler killed yeah, yeah, the rest yeah. of the the terrorists. That's um, right, because he wants to eradicate super soldiers. He sure does. I actually thought his arc was pretty good, just because he was just he he's had like one mission. He's like no super soldiers. He That's did the it. thing he said he was going to. Honestly, yeah. Yep. When he destroyed all the serums, I really thought that they were going to, he was going to be like, well, maybe I save one. Yeah. You know, for I thought me. that, I thought that too, but I loved, I loved the consistency of him being like, no one, no one gets these. But yeah. So where, where what, what are you excited for going forward about this, 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 all these properties that they're either announcing or teasing? Um, I, 
in terms of just Captain America, I am excited for a fourth movie. I think it would be fun to see Sam continue as Captain America in a big, uh, in a big budget movie. It just because just the optics of it to me, like if you have Steve Rogers be Captain America in movies, and then you have Sam only be Captain America in a TV show. Like right. not to say that one is that movies are better than TV shows or anything like that, but it just, the optics of it seem like it's a lesser thing right. than, than giving Sam his own movie. Yeah. So I do like the idea of a Captain America four with Sam and I don't, know where they could go with it um but I, i'm excited for it either way hopefully bucky's around that could be fun too yeah i don't think we're getting rid of bucky no i don't think he's gonna stray too far from the shield no matter what yeah, yeah, yeah. right like he's gonna be the new the new falcon the sidekick the oh yeah um <laughs> the battle star oh god <laughs> battle star battle come star. on <laughs> So good. I am excited for if Sharon shows up in something like Armor Wars. Um, that could be fun. So what is Armor Wars? This is Armor, not what I'm familiar with. Armor Wars is is effectively like in Iron Man sort of uh, storyline, but I think it'll be centered around uh, War Machine. Okay. Uh, in the in the TV show, so it's it's very much like. It's it's hard to describe the scope of it in the comics, but just think of it as a big Iron Man centered, like lots of different armored characters gotcha. fighting and whatnot. So I think I think we'll definitely be seeing more Justin Hammer in that as well. That'd yes. be fun. So yes, it's uh, I think Sharon at the end being like line up all of our buyers. We were going to have access to all these military secrets and government weapons and things like that. I think we'll probably tie into armor wars. It seems like, yeah, I don't think we're going to escape her by any means. Like, no, she's going to be a problem that they're going to have to deal with. Clearly. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a good time, though. I know that that was a great scene where, like, knowing that she is not, uh, you know, because we're, we're theoretically the only ones that know she's the power broker. Yeah. Right? Like Sam Sam wasn't there for that. Mm-mm. And Carly's dead. Uh, That's right. And Batroc is dead. And Batroc is dead. So, so, yeah, we're the the only people that know that. So, like, watching that scene where the senator's like, yeah, you know, we'll give you whatever you want. This yeah, is, you know, your name. Pardon? You get your job back. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, thank you so much, Senator. That's so kind of you. Thank you so much. Now I'll make you pay for it. Like, (laughs) yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. So you said you wanted to get political when we started this. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I want to talk about Isaiah Bradley. Please do. So there's a part in this episode near the end where Sam goes to Isaiah Bradley and he shows him this museum exhibit that is dedicated to Isaiah Bradley. And it's got this big statue and this plaque and all sorts of stuff. And he says like, now your now your country will uh, never forget what you did for them. And it's played as a, as a nice scene and, and there are parts of it that are nice, but I, this to me felt very wrong and very bad. Um, for, for reasons I can get into, um, it, it just kind of struck me as, you know, there was a a moment very recently where, where Nancy Pelosi in our real world had commented about the death of George Floyd saying like, thank you for your sacrifice. And like your sacrifice has, has, you know, caused us to have more justice in the world or something very ridiculous like that. And that's what this scene kind of felt like to me. 
is is Sam saying, you know, now the country will never forget about what you've done, your sacrifice. And it's like, okay, but Isaiah Bradley and George Floyd did not choose to sacrifice anything. No. For any reason. It was all done, like, Isaiah Bradley's very specifically was experimented on without any consent, sent in without any say whatsoever into battlefields, and, you know, tortured and poked and prodded for decades uh, and wanted nothing to do. It had no say in it whatsoever. And now they yeah. build a statue and they're like, now, now we'll always remember what you did for our country. And it's like, cool, that's great. But also like he didn't choose to do that. That's not, that's not justice in this case. You know what I mean? Right. And so, and it also just seemed like that exhibit in the museum was like in a tucked away corner that not a lot of people were seeing anyway. So, and that could just be the way that they were just blocking out that scene to make it more personal and intimate or whatever. But it also just, it just felt to me like, well, it doesn't even seem like it's going to get that much attention anyway, because it's in a tucked away little spot of this Captain America exhibit. But whatever my the main the bigger issue i have with it is is very much like the thank you for your sacrifice <laughs> meanwhile like he did not choose to sacrifice anything right yeah so that's my political take on that it is frustrating that because like in the especially in the case of george floyd no justice has been served right right like, yeah we got the person that was responsible and he's going to go to prison now. Sure. Absolutely. Um, but that's not, that's not justice, right? That's just the right thing. Right. That should have happened. Like that doesn't fix that's anything consequ- though. Yeah. It's consequences for sure. Yeah. But it's not justice. It doesn't justice fix would, anything. Justice would be that no, that he would not have died in the first place. And that's what it feels like with uh, Isaiah Bradley to me too. And, and I'm sorry if it feels like I'm trivial, trivializing a real life event by comparing it to this moment from a comic book TV show. But that that is just two very two very similar things that have happened within recent memory, um, especially with. It just felt like the... And part of it was just really unfortunate timing, I think, on Marvel's part for them to, like, the guilty verdict for Derek Chauvin to happen, like, three days ago. Yeah. And then this episode to come out, like, literally the next day Mm -hmm. after Nancy Pelosi was like, oh, you know, justice has been served. Thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah, thank you for sacrificing your life. And after after random brands on Twitter being like, I can breathe now. Like, oh, uh, I hate it. I hate it. Why I are we so bad at this, Scott? Like, why <laughs> we we the white people in order yeah. to destroy this perfect yeah. union? Why are we mm-hmm. so bad at this? I don't know, man. I don't know. We're. I mean, look at us right now. We're two white dudes talking about a show that deals with systemic racism. You know what I mean? Like, we don't. Do we even know what we're talking no, about? No, we don't. Yeah. Um. But also, it's like I can. Watch this show and see what happened to Isaiah Bradley and watch the cops in the second episode messing with with Sam just because he's a black guy, even though yeah. he's a superhero. And like, I can understand that that is wrong uh, yeah. in a way that somebody who's watching this show might be learning for the first time. That's true. That's a that's a good point. You yeah. know, so I do think I do think the heavy handed gestures they make in the show are important to some mm-hmm. extent, because like, again, like this was previously a safe space for a lot of like proud boy types was <laughs> sure. like, you know, yeah. Captain America, especially, but like the white superheroes 
We're very much a safe space. And like, you know, with with having no regard to who the Punisher is, all these cops are like getting Punisher tattoos. Oh, yeah. That is. And, you know, military guys getting Punisher tattoos. I'm like, you don't understand the Punisher in any respect whatsoever. No, 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 no. You just like that he shoots and kills people. (laughs) Yeah. You like his. He's violent. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Uh, but so yeah. yeah, this show probably pissed a lot of people off because they were like, you know, and I know yeah. that the episode where they killed the terrorist, where, where the, the shield thing mm-hmm. shocked a lot of people and knocked a lot of people out of their box because they were like, this is graphic violence that Marvel usually hasn't risen to. And I'm like, yeah, but they kind of had to like, yeah, absolutely. they had to say the thing. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I think that imagery of the blood on Captain America's shield is going to be imagery that sticks with a lot of people because throughout the entirety of the MCU movies, we've never seen that shield dirty in any capacity really. And now we see what happens when a, a, an agent of, of America, the symbol of America goes to a foreign place and enacts his own will onto people who are there. And it's a bloody Captain America shield and it doesn't, it's, it's good imagery and I'm glad they did it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad they did a lot of things in the show. Uh, they, again, I said at the beginning of the, the top of the episode, they could have really just phoned a lot of this one in and they did yeah. say things like, you know, they had Bucky Barnes make his speech about, you know, Steve and I didn't know what it was like to hand the shield to a black guy. I I really I did appreciate that one for sure. Um, it, it felt good just because obviously Steve and Bucky are the most out of touch out of all the yes, people. In the MCU, yes, because they are uh, extremely old from a different time. <laughs> yes, um, a time in which you know uh, black people could not vote. Yeah, or do anything really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think there's a lot of good moments in this show. And I think, and, and just to kind of redeem myself here, I had tweeted out that I thought the show was boring during episode three. And I did like episode two a lot. That's when they first visited Isaiah Bradley. Yes. I just didn't think they were ever going to come back to that character, which is why I was like frustrated. I was like, oh, I don't think they're ever going to come. I think there's just like a cameo appearance in episode nope. two and they're never going to come back. And then in episode and, four, five and six, they came back pretty much constantly. Yeah, and that really helped swing my feelings on the show um, and just a lot of other stuff. Like, again, I, the, the speech that Sam, Sam gave to the, the senators and the politicians about how it is their literal job and responsibility and duty to fix the problems that Carly and the Flag Smashers were trying to fix themselves, like, that is very good. And I like that it places the blame on the people in power and not, you know, uh, I think even Sam came to the Flag Smashers defense and was like, you can't call them terrorists. Stop calling them terrorists. Like that was, I like that a little bit. And I just, there were, there were a lot of parts like that throughout the show where I felt like it's, it was slowly or even rapidly at some points redeeming itself to the point where by episode four. So again, episode three, I was like, this show's boring. Episode four, I was like, never mind. This show rules. And, and by episode six, I have come down almost right in the middle only yeah. because of John Walker redemption should not have happened. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. And then, and so many people I know, even, even just from what I've seen so far have immediately like come back to being like, Oh, so glad they gave him the redemption art. Can't wait to see him in more stuff. Like such an interesting character. Like, no, 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 no. Two weeks ago, you were like, this guy's the worst. Kill him. You can't yeah. just like, 
it doesn't. Uh, I get like that you, it's, it's they want everything to be all cute and nice and like I get it, but like yeah, I I feel like if if they gave if they like again if they like sent him like on the run, secret hiding, like still right. working for Val, and you know, but not publicly, you know, still still in the public eye, looked very bad to a lot of people, and they didn't, and they showed him like having remorse by the end of it instead of being like, oh yeah, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, everything's great. Uh, then I think you could build up to a redemption arc by the next couple of seasons or wherever he's going right. to pop up in a different show or a different movie or something. Yeah. You can build up to a redemption, but but having a redemption happen in like the, the back half of the final episode and just being like, yep, he is redeemed now. Without them it, saying anything to each other, right? Like that's the real yeah. thing is they didn't even talk. What I did yeah. think was interesting is that like the people in New York didn't give one half of one crap about him. Yeah. You know, like we see people being like, oh, that's the Black Falcon. And the guy's like, no, nah, that's Captain America. And the yeah. guy's like, I thought Captain America was on the moon. <laughs> like, love that conspiracy. Like John Walker's just gone, right? He doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's even... not Captain America to them at mm-hmm. any point. Like, no, he didn't show up and nobody was like, oh my God, it's actual Captain America. Get rid of this black Captain America. Right. Yeah. And that's a good point about the one person saying, I thought Captain America was on the moon. They didn't even say like, I thought Captain America was that other guy who got fired. Because he recently. was never Captain America. Because he was never Captain America. Yeah. That's a really good point. I like that. So I did think that was really interesting that like not even one single person, maybe in a red hat was like, that's my Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, oh man. Uh, John Walker. John Walker. Um, and I do just want to maintain, please stop bullying Wyatt Russell. He did nothing wrong whatsoever. Absolutely um, not. He was given a character and a script and he acted uh, a fantastic performance yeah, he, out of he all of He acted it. the hell out of that and and then got bullied off Instagram because people can't separate villain from actor, right? We need good villains. We need good villains. God, seriously. How, like you can't bolster up your hero if you don't have a good villain. You know well, like I mean? nobody's coming for Josh Brolin. Right. Uh, he snapped away like a half of the universe or whatever. Right. So come on. Yeah. Uh, that being said, the the one final point I want to make about the show is it does not matter whether or not we see Steve Rogers die. Okay, yeah. just let him go. Yeah, this absolutely. is to the this is to the people who are like, well, I'm not going to believe that Captain that Steve Rogers is dead until I see a corpse. Like, just let it go. Just let it go. Let let the let the memory of Steve exist in your mind. Imagine his end, however you choose to imagine it. But I don't think we need to see it. Like I think if if Steve Rogers died, or if he's still out there somewhere, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Maybe he is on the moon. Maybe he's on the moon. Maybe he went off to Wakanda to die in peace. You know who knows? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Maybe he went off on like a an El, an Elvis ship and is just sailing around the world or whatever Frodo did. I can't remember. And just to say this to Marvel as well, if you are listening, um, it doesn't matter that you didn't stow a, show us Steve Rogers' corpse. Yeah. Please fire Chris Evans immediately and never bring him back. <laughs> Nothing against Chris Evans, but I do not want this hanging over our heads forever. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, we didn't actually show Steve being dead. Here's what I would say, and, and you can disagree with me fully. If they brought it. if they brought Chris Evans back for Secret Invasion to reveal that Chris Evans is like, hey guys, it's me, Captain America. Just kidding, I'm a scroll now. That, okay, would well, be, that would be cool. That would be technically him not playing Captain America anymore. He would just be right. playing. Right. And then he turns version. into Ben Mendelssohn and everything's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
That's um, that's fine if you wanted to. Right. But I yes, think okay. I think let the actor move on. You know, yeah. we, we've got a new Captain America. We've got a new Captain America. Bring him back as Reed Richards or whichever one he played, Johnny Storm. <laughs> yeah. Bring him back as Johnny Storm. That could be fun. Oh, man. Bring him back as Johnny Storm and then make a boner joke about it. Yeah. Oh, uh, any final thoughts in the episode, Scott? Bring hit me with them. Hit you with them. Um, let's see. I think, I mean, overall, I think the show, this was one of the better episodes of the show, minus one or two things that fell really flat for me. Um, the show overall, I liked it more than I thought I would. I, by episode two or three, I was really not expecting the show to do much in terms of talking about these complex nuanced issues. Yeah. And it, and it tried, it really did try. And some, some of it was very good. And again, some of it just didn't quite hit on the exact points for me. And I think that was probably just a flaw with, um, them trying to balance being, you know, just basically saying a whole essay about systemic racism versus having a, a show with a plot and, and things like that and right. having only six episodes to to discuss all of it in is probably a challenge so the fact that they did any of it and hopefully it got people to think and uh, think more critically about their lives and the lives of others who are maybe not as privileged as, as some of us are uh, then I, I hope is a, a net positive that the show could have absolutely and I, I will say after episode two I was on board with you because they had the whole scene in Baltimore and I was like, okay, now say it. Now say the thing. I didn't exactly. think they were going to say the thing. And it yeah. turned out they were very much willing to say the thing. Yes. That was not something I expected at all. This is very, uh, I think, brave for, especially for Disney. Um mm-hmm. To like just come out and be like, yeah, so this is this is how it be, right? This is hard for people every day. And so I'm I, I'm looking forward to the future of the the whole Marvel verse. Feels weird calling it the MCU anymore because now it's like 50% streaming series, but that's true. I guess yeah. it's still cinematic, right? It's like still that's pretty cinematic. People people love to use that word basically any situation they could possibly find. So Oh yeah. Um this podcast has been cinematic. Oh, this podcast in, has in been so opinion. cinematic. Have you seen yeah. in in video you're seeing all the quick cuts I'm making, the West the 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 Edgar Wright quick cuts. That's right. Where that's I've just right. zoomed in on parts of Scott's face and, you know, Here, set them to we- to a funky reggae song from the 70s that's right that's what cinema is people this is cinema right here hey this is cinema yes absolutely Mm. um i'm gonna make a youtube channel where all i do is be like yo you want to make your photography more cinematic Mm. because we need more of those camera on turn your camera on put hard cut black bars into your Mm -hmm. um take your footage crop it that's cinema that's cinema (sighs) scott have you noticed this? And I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but have you been watching some of the Netflix original movies recently? The, the sort of like awards contenders that they put out. I've been trying to, but not as not nearly as much as I. Scott, been. Netflix has been um, has been adding the 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 black bars, the letterboxing okay. in post. Huh. Like w- without the the original cinematographer's input, or no, like just. So you you know how video works like normally yeah, you yeah. just if you want to if you want to make a video in a certain aspect ratio you just export it in that aspect ratio. I see what you mean. So they're but they exporting, are exporting it in sixteen nine with and just adding the black and bars. adding the black bars. That's infuriating. And I could tell you this because I'm it's artifacting on my television. <laughs> 
because no you know good. when 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 you have the actual black bar on mm-hmm. on a movie, it's just because there's the 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 pixels on the bottom of your television, the top of your television are off. Yeah, they're they're at they're at zero. They're yeah. they're not on. They have not activated. That's why how you get the blackness. But mm-hmm. you watch a movie like Mank or like. Uh, the Trial of Chicago 7, it's not black. It's very, 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 very dark gray. <sighs> That's so And weird. sometimes, because it's a streaming service, it will, like, artifact and get, like, random color splotches and, like, lighter and darker grays inside of these black bars. And I'm like... That doesn't make do you sense. not know how movies work, Netflix? Like, <laughs> I can do this for you in Adobe Premiere. It will take me eight minutes. That's so bizarre. I don't like that. I've started exporting all of my YouTube videos in a two-by-one aspect ratio. Okay. And I've had to do that exact same thing of just, like, you crop them. You just crop it. You don't add the black bars because then if I show it on YouTube, it's just going to look like a 16-by-nine black bars. That's no good. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not. No, I, I've done that for do a music that? video that I did because like we wanted the black bars to always be there, right? Like, sure, if it's an intentional choice, right? Then absolutely. And like, I get it in that episode of The Mandalorian where they opened the gate to the IMAX, where they probably had to be like, yeah, we're just gonna add this. Like, oh yeah, I mean, pretty much every episode of WandaVision is sixteen by nine, but they have to yeah have it be four by three pillar boxes and then yeah. widescreen letter boxes to fit everything inside of it. They can't yeah. all be Wes Anderson and just use three completely different cameras. Right. Dead center every shot. Pastel color schemes. I like Wes Anderson. I like Wes Anderson a lot. I, I love Grand Budapest where they told the story entirely through camera ratios. Yes, very much so. Well, let's start a Wes Anderson podcast. Let's do it. They, we need more white people talking about Wes Anderson. Absolutely. Yes, that's yes, what, yes. That's no what one's podcasting doing needs. It. No, no one's, one's doing, doing it. it. <laughs> Anyway, Scott, thank you so much for joining me to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, of course. I really appreciate you to bail me out here on this. Um, it's been a blast, and I'm glad I was able to to get your insight on some things. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I was I literally just watched it last night, right before you had texted me. So did I. I was watching yeah. it as I was texting you. Excellent. Well, I'm glad it all worked out. This is so fun. I love being on Bacon and Eggs. Well, I'll probably be hitting you up again shortly to come on and talk about a movie because I need people to talk about movies with me. We're going to talk about a Wes Anderson movie. Cool. We can do that. I've knocked out some of the good ones already, but we can do that. That's fine. Either one, whatever. You have me on for anything, I will be there. Cool. All right. Well, Scott, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me uh, mostly on my YouTube channel, which is NerdSync, N-E-R-D-S-Y-N-C, where I talk about comics and superheroes and other nerdy topics like Dungeons and Dragons and Scooby-Doo and things like that. and I talk about them using hopefully an educational sort of spin where we look at the world as through this lens of media. And uh, or if you just want to follow me for some of my controversial tweets, you can do so at Scott Nicewander on Twitter. Also, as this episode comes out, uh, Scott and I are also on a podcast called uh, Late to the Party. Where we true. play Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, and today we have an episode with uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan from Dimension Twenty from College Humor. Came out that the same is day. True. Wow, wild. Wild, so, isn't it? Li- listen, go listen to that if you have I haven't definitely already. don't have anything still to do on that episode before it airs at midnight. No, nope, not me. You already did it. It's all done. It's You're totally so all done. <laughs> it was a very fun time. If you haven't listened to the podcast as a whole, uh, this is a great place to start. Great place to start. It's a one shot, brand new characters, brand new world. You don't have to know anything. Jump right in. It's just going to be like three episodes. 
Yeah, it's a fun time. It's going to be a great time. Anyway, Scott, thank you for joining me on Bacon and Eggs. Um, on behalf of Tyler Carlin, who couldn't be here today, uh, I've been Ethan Etchell. He's been Scott Nicewander. Bye. Bye.